It's a wonderful evening from here in Pretoria. We have a wonderful show lined up for you. And I think it's an awesome and a magnificent welcome to Live Chats on Monday. We're in the second season now. And today, of course, as you know, we meet every Monday right here on Facebook, right here on Zoom. Uh, half past six is the time. We talk to different people doing different and interesting things. And uh, we only chat for 30 minutes so that, of course, you can go and watch your soapies and update yourself on the news and other such things that you do in your life. Otherwise, today, without wasting any much time, we've got a special guest, a friend who's also a mother of four. She's a wife to Mr. Mashele. She's a qualified engineer. She's Mrs. SA. She was a Mrs. SA finalist. And now she is Mrs. Universe Africa, a semi-finalist in that competition. Mrs. Mashele, which one of these 100 titles is your favorite? <laughs> uh, I think being a mother of four, <laughs> just to think on top of things. <laughs> but welcome, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you, thank you for having I me. I think uh, it's, it's a privilege and an honor to have you today. And of course, I know you've just launched um, a Safe Corner project this past weekend. Uh, just tell us yeah. a bit about that. What was that about and how was the launch, of course, and basically what's, what's, the, what's the project about as well? Well, Ron, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, I actually just launched a very big project, something that gives me goosebumps. I think when they say when you dream big and your dreams don't scare you, then you're dreaming small. So this is one of my dreams that is scaring me in an exciting way because it's a very big project. So it's a, it's a, uh, I run an, an NPO called Heart of Beauty. So regularly feed the homeless, child-led homes, do personal development and leadership skills, education. You know, to name but a few. Uh, but yesterday, which was my birthday, I decided to share and launch this project. It's a safe corner that will be in Pretoria CBD, where I wish to provide food to the homeless, you know, breakfast and dinner and provide shower services and laundry services to them. Because I believe that that will bring dignity. And that is the first part of trying to solve the problem of having a lot of our brothers and sisters on the streets, bringing dignity to a personal to a person. You know, I think it's a, the most important personal development you can give to the next person. So that they're able to think, you know, they're able to decide where they're going. Because you know, honestly speaking, when you are not at your best physically, it affects your emotions. It affects your brain. So I'm I'm thinking, you know. It's been a long time doing this project. It's been a long time doing the service of feeding the homeless. Now it's time to bring in a permanent structure and a, a permanent kind of solution to the to to end this what we're trying to solve. Because then we're just blanketing everything. The problems that are happening on the streets. I believe that you know we are just blanketing it by just feeding and not getting into the deep roots. So I want to get into the deep roots, creating a platform and a room for everyone to come through. And I believe that with conversations with those guys, we'll be able to get to the grassroots of why they're there on the streets. Because we we tend to assume and we tend to think it's because of drugs and what so on. But it's bigger than that. You know, so yes, um, yesterday the event was amazing. It was incredible. Uh, I had people that I believe were meant to be there to come through. And I believe that I managed to pocket in some stakeholders that will come with me through this project and make it a reality. 
yeah. I think I lost you there. Oh yes, oh yes. So I think it's, yeah, my network is playing games with me here. I think it's important that you mention, of course, the assumptions that we tend to make as normal people, you know, about the people that are on the streets and why they're on the streets. It's actually interesting because I had a similar conversation with a guest last week just about that. And uh, for me, I think it's important that we brought you on so we can speak to that and extend the conversation really now in line with the pageants that you've taken part of. Now, this is your second pageant. I think it's the second year you're running in a different pageant. And I'm thinking you have seen the ins and the outs and the workings of this entire industry. I'm trying to think what it, now there's always a, a, a charitable element to it. I think if they call it a pageant platform or something like that, where you kind of have to have something uh, of some charity of note that you, you as a participant or as a contestant must be involved in. How do you see that relationship working out as within the industry of trying to compete and win a title, but at the same time trying to be a charitable person? Is it something that you personally think is there endemically or is it something that's just added on almost like a band aid man to, 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 to sanitize and to make this uh, pageant industry, uh, what can I say, acceptable to, to, to us laymen as it were? You know what, that's, that's a very, <laughs> it's a very important question. And, but at the same time, it, it's a very emotional question for me because this for me, charity, it's not something for showcase. It's not something that I wish to publicize and show that I'm doing this because I, I'm a sole believer of what I do on my left. My right hand shouldn't know what I give on my left. My right hand shouldn't know. So now I find myself in pageants where you are really, you really have to do something for charity work and showcase it. I struggled. I really struggled. Last year when I was doing Mr. South Africa, I struggled a lot to document my work, which I've been doing for eight years without any documentation, without any pictures. You know, if I have pictures, it will be me and the food, but never the people that I'm giving. Because for me, it's not about us, the givers, but it's about those who are receiving. What dignity are we bringing to them? And what are we saying to them? That I find it, this is an emotional topic for me, honestly, because we miss it. We miss it. The world misses it. We want to do something because we are running in a competition. But now if I don't win this competition, then I stop. But what are you saying to the people that you were feeding? What are you saying to the children that you were visiting at homes? You know, I think if you remember Mohau Center, that was my first child home that we used to visit when we were still at HP. And, you know, I decided then when I started with other um, homes that once you get in, don't ever leave because the people that are there, they're there because of neglect. They feel unloved, but yet you come and then you show that, you know what, you are important. I can love you. I can take care of you. Then two months down the line, you've done what you wanted because you wanted to showcase something for a pageant or whatever project that you are in at that time and you leave. Now you are not helping because you are just scaring. It's like you're beating on the wound. You, you, you are bringing the wound that is healing back to being fresh. And it's not how it's supposed to be. So to think now talk about if this is supposed to be with pageants, yes and no. 
Yes, in a sense that, you know, majority or most people like myself do this, not because we want to showcase, but because when you're in a pageant, you are, you receive a bigger platform to showcase your work. You know, a lot of people love pageants, a lot of sponsors watch pageants. And once you are in it, you know, I've got a platform, Ronald, to say, hey, this is what I'm doing. Now, I have people who are looking and saying, we want to invest, we want to help you in helping others. Because there are people out there who want to help, you know, but they don't have the passion and the calling of this thing, which brings me to another point that if this is not your calling, this is where we miss it in pageants because not everybody is called to be a philanthropist philanthropy it's not a joke it's not something that you can decide today to do it it has to be a calling because you never stop once you stop you are actually hurting even further so yes we can say pageants and charity goes together but we, we are in a platform where, it, let's say, you know, every pageant has a director and a leader. And now, all of a sudden, you want to help, you have charities that you're working with. Now, when you have contestants coming into your pageant, they're able to raise funds for you to make that difference. Now, the question comes to saying, is that money honestly being used to make that difference? Or are, you, are we trying to pocket this and try to make it a money scheme kind of thing? But it's sad where you find that someone wants to just make money out of this thing with the knowledge of, or rather with the plans of just saying, we're trying to help those that are in need. And it hurts us who are called to work in this platform to be philanthropists. Because now when you go and ask for donations, people are like, ah, but what do you guys do with this thing? Now you are also forced, Ron, to go and document giving. That part, it, it still hurts me. I still don't know how to do it. So pageantry and charity, they can work together. They have to work together because we are women and saying, hi, South Africa. Yeah, I'm that, here. That's a Yeah. I think your network. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that that's a powerful. Can, can you hear me? Yeah, I can a bit. Yes, 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 yes. There you are. So I'm saying, I think from your response. Perfect. I, 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 there's a lot of takeaways from your response there, a massively packed response. I think I must be thankful to you, of course, for really giving this consideration. And I suppose, like you're saying, it's something that you're passionate about. Yeah, let's do the. Right, I kind of got kicked out there. Uh, my network is a bit uh, tricky on this side of town. Uh, forgive me for that. But I think, like I was saying, from your response there, it clearly sees, of course, I think 
kind of says, you know, you are really passionate about this. We don't have to, to see you by face, as it were. And I think uh, we have actually done a number of uh, initiatives together where we go and feed the homeless. And like you rightly say, it's one of the things we've spoken about, that we don't need to be taking selfies and pictures because really it's not for show. You know, it's the, the whole dignity question that you brought about there. And I'm trying to think now, when you are now suddenly involved uh, in a pageant like this and like the one that you were with uh, last year, are there any contestants without naming names that you think, hi man, this one only really came to extend her brand and actually does not have or doesn't care about these people that we are actually trying to assist um, in, in this way? Well, you know what? Unapologetically, I'll say yes, because for me, it's, it's, it's something I love. And you are able to see that people are doing it because it's a requirement that is needed in a pageant. It's not who they're called to do. And then I don't, I don't blame them. I don't blame them at all because you, when you enter, you are given a list of things that you need to accomplish and charity drives is one of them. But now, if you are not someone who's ever been involved in charity, you know, then you get lost in the system. It's like me going now and being asked to write or balance a sheet, yeah, accounting. I don't know, you know, I don't know. I'm not yet there. <laughs> I'll be lost, you know. So they are, they are. And I think every year, you know, with all pageants, you will find people that this is not for them and they are frustrated. You know, I think I feel for them because they are so, so, so frustrated they don't know what to do they don't know how to go about it you know and some some people who are doing this for a long time when they watch on social media you always you can't help yourself but to always point at oh my gosh why are you doing that like you can't you can't you can't you can't you can't help yourself because then you see that you know what this is just a struggle but um it's something that we need directors who are able to understand that this platform is not for everyone. This platform of philanthropy and charity drives, it's not for everyone. And I suppose with that, to kind of admit that, you know what, not everybody is meant to be doing this, would be almost take away an element, which is one of the basic platforms really that uh, pageants, you know, style themselves on in trying to get uh, public support and public finances, as it were. And I think when you look back now, where you currently are obviously going and uh, going back uh, into time where you were, you know, there's a lot of stuff that happens, you know, and of course you talk about the confidence that uh, most of the contestants get, uh, you know, when they partake into these things and talk about, of course, uh, fees getting paid by pageant organizers or sponsors, you know, we talk about money that then you guys win and of course you help, which is very, very great. I think it's really, we can see in a way, of course, then that, that transference of wealth, as it were, uh, to try and assist uh, ladies that obviously go on these pageants. But then of course, then we talk about the cat fights that I'm sure you've seen once or twice, talk about the mental health issues, of course, in terms of uh, over documentation on the social uh, media aspect and talk about the, 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 the eating habits, of course, that then change negatively for some women because they want to maintain the prim and proper Coca-Cola bottle shape, you know, etc, etc, etc. When you look at that and you weigh the two now in regard to this uh, charity, charity aspect and charity drive, what, do you think, you know, the cost 
does actually equate to the benefits in terms of charity? Or are we really driving uh, women to become a bit more loose in the screws as they chase this beauty thing, but at the same time uh, using charity as, as, a, as a finger to hide from? <laughs> no, <laughs> losing the screws. <laughs> um, no, you know what? Um, pageantry is a very, very powerful platform for mental health and for self-development. And, and, and I'm not gonna, you know, lie and, or try to contradict myself by saying that, yeah, you get frustrated, you want to lose weight, you want to do that. I think what happens when you enter into a pageant, you look at other women, you know, who will always be on a higher and different level than you. They motivate you to become the better version of yourself you know i when i i i have four boys ronald and you know having been pregnant for so many years i lost myself slowly and some people outside they won't be see see it because they're like no but you still maintained how you look you still dressed properly but in my mind i was not okay with how i look you know i was not comfortable with the body that i have now I, I now I find myself into a pageant and I, I meet friends, beautiful people who say, you are gorgeous. And I'm thinking, what? Me? I'm gorgeous. What are you saying? But that becomes a challenge to say, the next person sees me as gorgeous. I don't see myself as gorgeous. What am I doing about it? Can I please get to myself to a position where I'm able to be gorgeous? And when I'm gorgeous and I'm, I'm at a body, at a comfortable space, in my mind, I'll be able to be in a comfortable space where I'm able to go out now to charity work and, and in, implement um, mind, you know, health, health mindset that is proper. Because when you are not okay as a woman, you are not able, you cannot, no matter how much you try, you cannot make the next person feel good about themselves. So it, it's an issue of saying, yes, let's get into this. We're not saying it less go gym, go at it. But we are saying get into a comfortable position where when you're able to go and give back, you are giving from a heart. You are giving from a filled up heart. You're not giving from an empty space. You're not giving from an insecure space. Because imagine now, if I'm not okay with myself, how am I going to tell the next person that, that they, are, they should be okay? How am I going to go out to the kids that we mentor? Life skills development, the girls, they're 18 years and they're looking at you and you are not okay with yourself, but you want to teach them self-development what are you trying to say so we not i don't think pageant especially for married women i don't think it's all about how how thin you are what bottle shape you can be in but it's about how comfortable in your skin are you that is the most important part because when you are comfortable with the way you look when you're able to carry your body in a very positive very poised manner then you are able to go out and stand in front of young girls stand in front of other women who are not okay mentally and say guys you can do this because i come from there i've done it yeah i think in celebration of women's month we've just kind of uh, stepped into women's month as of yesterday uh which like i said yesterday was your birthday uh, congratulations happy birthday 
you're turning what 15 16 now 17 something good for you uh, and uh, <laughs> i think we, we, when we talk about now the month of august and the celebration of women and of course bringing in this aspect of uh, women emancipation you know and women trying to stand on their own and trying to celebrate themselves and of course uh, become somewhat uh, what can i say useful as it were uh, both in the corporate space and, and in society in general and of course then we have the arguments against you know pageants you know and all that it's an outdated thing you know people are still trying to parade beauty and compare beauty etc etc what, what would you say to the little girl growing up in today's age with these competing views where you are propagating of course based on your personal experience but someone is coming and saying i'm out this thing is outdated we're still making women wear uh but again swimming costume on the, on the runway you know so we can see their legs uh, how do you how do you respond to that and how would you encourage a young girl to actually step into that without uh, taking so taking into consideration the other view of, of, of the other side. You know what? Um, I've been a pageant young girl growing up. And at that time, um, that's like 30 years ago. <laughs> Those days, it was all about parading beauty. But when I look back, having now coming back into pageantry and sitting and looking at being a judge, because I've got an opportunity to be a judge in a Miss Teen something, so now I look back and I'm looking at these girls and I'm thinking, these girls are here because they think they're beautiful than the other person. That's the wrong mentality. And that's unfortunately where I come from. Because when I, I was entering pageants from, a, from crash, my school, remember I missed my, my, my university. So, you know, I asked myself, what were people judging when they were looking at us? Because I win, I come back home with a crown and I get to, to home and, you know, I'll, I'll hear someone will say, why would they make someone as ugly as you win? Now you ask yourself, okay, so what? why am I here? Like, why am I here? Because I grew up being lashed down like that, being told I'm not beautiful. And, but I, I've learned to realize that it is not about parading your beauty. You're not better than anyone else. Yes, you know, people need to know that understanding when we are created in the image of God. God is not a physical being. We are not the same. We don't look the same. We are here because we are genealogy. Our genes, that's what makes us how we look physically. But we are beautiful, all of us, in a different way. I think pageants is all about who carries themselves. You know, what brings your confidence? You know, you can be a big bone structure person and that's okay. You can be a very thin person. That's okay. So with me going back as a woman who was not confident with how she looked because pregnancy got me to 10 times my size, my natural size, I entered Mrs. South Africa and I found a lot of my friends, you know, we and being the finalist, we ended up being friends. We are different. You know, you find the one who is very thin, but then she wants to gain weight. And you have to now realize it's not longer about how thin you look, because that is the beauty uh, definition that we were brought up with, which is a lie. We were told that to be beautiful, to win a pageant, you must be able to rock a bikini without having any stretch marks, without having any mukaba, without, but that is an impossible thing. 
as human beings, we grow and gravity for the fact that there's still the, the law of gravity, everything will go down, whether we like it or not. But I want to say pageants these days, the ones that I've been, the ones that I've been watching now, it's all about you being confident in your skin. I lost weight, not because I want to look like the winner that the society or the system says, this is the winner, how it must be. But because my body is a very thin body and I was not comfortable the way I looked. Now let me make myself comfortable so that I'm able to stand and go on that stage rocking a bikini. It's like being at the beach, but people have different views. You know, people have different principles. People have different values, but we don't hear to shunder anyone down. These Persians are, what can I say? They are more evolved than what they used to be because we now realize that these are women who run families, who have children, who are raising nations and they're standing in front and exposing themselves to say, here we are, we are parading, but not for, for sale. We are not for sale, but we are comfortable who, with who we are. And we are saying to you, come, we will help you get to the best version of yourself, not to look like me as a queen, but to the best version of yourself. And I think the bikini things, um, it's because international pageants, we still go there and wear bikini, whatever, but you choose, you know, the nice thing is that when you are there, it's not as it looks on social media. You choose, you choose. Do you want to rock a bikini? Yeah, rock it, you know. If you don't, you can go full on or you can wear like um, canopies, whatever. You not what am, what am I saying? Not canopies, but kimonos, you know, and sashes. You can wear anything you want to make yourself comfortable. The idea is for you to be comfortable and be able to say, I can walk in this body of mine. Of course, uh, you realize when you talk about kimonos and stuff, I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. Oh, uh, sorry. Being, <laughs> being as uh, an old dinosaur as your husband. But uh, there's another <laughs> comment that we're getting here that says beauty pageants have indeed evolved. It's not just about the looks, but more. I love what you said, Queen. We are all God's children. We are all beautiful. We are there to be best version of ourselves. I think that just echoes what you just said now, which is, uh, I think, very, very powerful. And then another one says, I'm so proud of you, Mrs. Mashele. Talking from experience, you stepped into my situation when made a difference before. I'm very sure that all you do is not to attract anyone, but is from deep in your heart. I think that's an encouragement from someone that uh, just is currently watching. But I think listening to all of that, of course, and hearing what you're saying and looking at the whole big picture, if uh, we would say, Mrs. Mashele, today, here is the crown, put it on your head. You are now the queen, uh, Mrs. Uh, Universe Africa. How, how would you use that then? Uh, that platform, as it were, to try and then enhance the charitable aspect that you already have had prior to you joining this uh, competition? <laughs> you know, I feel like now that the judges of Mrs. Universe are like asking me, so why do you want to be Mrs. Universe Africa? <laughs> but listen, for me, the crown is a an earplug opener, meaning that my voice will be heard. For me is to get my voice heard, to say, 
here is the deeper issues. This, what I'm passionate about, giving back, it's bigger and it needs more attention than what we are giving it. You know, Ronald, people who are philanthropists, people like us, the, as the philanthropists yourself, we should be creating companies where we hire people so we can be able to reduce, you know, the level of unemployment in our countries. But here we are busy focused at the grassroots of our problems of poverty, you know, in our country. It's very difficult. It is very, very difficult to start thinking about bread when you're supposed to be thinking about education. When you look at a young girl who is running a family household of five siblings, and now she has to choose to go and getting a job and trying to find food for her siblings. Now we come in to say, instead of taking you to school, let's rather give you food. But that's the sad part of our country. So for me is to say, I need that platform to speak out loud. Because when you know I'm Mrs. Universe Africa or Mrs. Universe, because for me, it's an international thing. Someone is definitely going to listen to me. Unfortunately, we are, we are living in times where you need a platform or a pedestal to stand on and say, hey, hear my cry. So this crown for me is to say, hey, can you please open your ears? I'm saying we need to tackle poverty in a very different way than we are doing it. Right now, we are just carpeting on putting bandages on. But remember, whatever you put under a carpet, one day that carpet is going to fall off. And then we are now left with deeper issues, more hurt. You know, they've created a hole on the ground, which now we're going deeper than where we are now. So to say that, you know, we are, you know, we are, we are happy to help. We are happy to start on the ground, but we need help from our government. We need help from countries, from first world countries to say, this is the problem. Can we deal with the grassroots of this issue? These people are not just here because they want to be here. There's deeper issues here. We need, you know, people that will talk to the mind and the brains of a person and which teach them what it means to be alive because we miss that. So yeah, the crown is for me to do that. You know, it's for me to do that. I'm doing it. I've been doing this for eight years, but I need someone to listen. This project of mine, at, like I mentioned, I've been knocking at doors. I've been knocking on doors, but who are you? Unfortunately, that's the sad part. Who are you? You know, you have only 2000 followers on Instagram. Okay, so what are you going to do? Who are you? No one wants to open the door. But the minute you have a crown, the minute you have a sash, the minute you have something bigger, you know, people are starting to listen. People are saying, oh, okay, yes, we'll help. That's the unfortunate part of where we are as a country and as a world. So we need to push to get this platform so we are able to get to the deeper issues of our problems in our countries. And I suppose we hope you do, of course, manage to do that because like I said earlier, uh, we've seen your work, you know, we know you're not a fly by night. This is not something that you're just doing uh, so that you can get marks for yourself and get the points to win the competition. But way before the competition, you were already involved in these issues and the charitable work that you've done. So I suppose congratulations to that. There's a question, though, that somebody's just posed here. And they say, how do you balance all that? The marriage, the charity, the work, your job, uh, just to name a few of what you just said. I think I'll just add to there the four boys, uh, the parents, the siblings, you know, <laughs> the church, <laughs> all these things that we know that you're involved in. This person wants to know, how do you balance it? Goodness. You know what, um, 
there is no balancing anything. To be honest, you need a support structure and you need to be involved. So I always answer this question like this. You need to be present in every department. Right now, I locked myself in my, in my room. I couldn't go to my office. I locked myself in my room. I'm present here. You know, my husband, who is co-watching and co-parenting right now, has taken over the parts that I would be doing. It is very important to surround yourself with a great support system. You know, find people who believe in you, who believe in your dreams. I have my husband's younger sister with me now. She's cooked, she cooked today so that she can make sure that her niece, her nephews are fed, they're fine. It is that support structure that you get. When you go to work, when now I start to say, okay, this is my work time, the boys are at school, you are present in your work. You push your work as far as you can. When they come back, it's time for family. Put everything down. It's time for the boys. Take off my heels, take off my lashes, and just play. Be present in every department. And now there's my husband, who's my fifth child. You know, you guys, you know, <laughs> you need more attention than our children. <laughs> but when I'm with him, I make sure I'm present with him. So it's about availing yourself. When I'm with my mom, I'm present with my mom. When I'm with my friends, I'm present with my friends. I think that's how, if you want to call it a balance, that's how you can do it. Surround yourself with people who are supportive and believe in your dreams and be present every department that's good to hear i'm hoping of course that the person who asked that uh, is kind of covered but of course we've kind of run our 30 minute uh, session and let's pose as a final question just to pose to you as we close off uh this time does fly faster yeah. <laughs> the final question really yeah. as we close this off is to just say if if you had the platform now you have the platform imagine you are there at sun city you've been crowned and you had one message really to give to the whole world uh regarding all of the issues we've spoken about what's the one message you want to leave with us tonight it is not how you look like that defines who you are it is not the crown on your head that determines where you are going, but it is how and who you believe you are that will push you, yeah, to get to where you are going. Right, you've heard it for yourself, folks. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in uh, to this special session, of course, of uh, um, ladies month we're speaking to phenomenal women we're speaking to ladies who are doing interesting things and powerful things out there of course kicking up the month is mrs Michelle here thank you mrs Michelle, for rocking up tonight we really appreciate it and of course the answers and the education that you've given us tonight i'm sure will go a long way into really informing us into doing the right things into assisting these people that you're fighting for i hope so thank you so much for the platform ronald uh, i feel like i was bubbling but you know what i hope even just one person got what i said that is what is important. I thank you for everyone for watching. Thank you for your questions. I think they can just pop it in my uh, Facebook platforms. And yeah, let's continue living and doing our best. You know what? And you're doing great, Ronald. Thank you so much. We love the guests that you bring. And I pray that you continue to make a difference. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. And for everybody else who's watching out there, we're back same time next week. Uh, with another guest, of course, with another interesting topic. So until then, see you then. It's good night. Good night. <laughs>